everybody, and welcome to episode two of your Asses Degrassi, the show where we take a look at every single Degrassi episode that's ever existed. Of course, we're starting with the oldest works right now, the kids on Degrassi Street. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm Dan. And we're back again, taking a look at three episodes from the from the hit TV series, the hit Canadian public access Ontario-based TV series from the late 70s and early 80s. From the kids Undergrassy on Degrassi Street. The Kids on Degrassi Street. And um, today we're going to be looking at three episodes uh, coinciding after the first episode. Episode two, three, and four. And to start things off, episode two, of course, my friend Daniel here is Cookie Goes to the Hospital. It's just as it sounds, folks. Now, uh, you know. <laughs> one of our three characters that we've been introduced to so far main characters um cookie goes to the hospital cookie, of now course. fred um he makes a slight appearance he makes he, a slight appearance he of course is still uh ida who honestly for the record is a bitch a huge bitch uh, his his cameo was kind of legendary because he's more or less just saying hey ida back off i'm trying to watch tv and she's like oh i'm not into uh hospital dramas and he's like well fucking get away then this is what i'm watching like get out of my biz fucking ida comes barging home she's the president of her goddamn club of course she is because ida fucking is the best at everything whatever now Ida rolls up she sits down on the couch while fred's watching tv and Fucking hands it to Fred. I don't want to watch this. Let's change the channel. Fuck yeah, you, she, Fred. Hospitals suck. And he's like, come on, dude. I'm watching. She makes a big deal about it, which is rude for one thing and two, uncalled for. Now, I just want to point out that this, of course, is a franchise that deviates even before Jurassic Junior High and Degrassi High. So if you guys are tuning in for the first time, this is some old shit. And we're just going to go over it briefly because honestly, not a lot happens in these episodes. We're going to cover the, these three here, but as far as Cookie going to the hospital, it's as it sounds. Chick goes to the hospital because she's feeling sick. Turns out uh, her friend Ida, who is also the president of their very important club, which I found kind of charming, I'm not going to lie. It is charming. We, I think we had a club as yeah, kids. It's, it's respect. She, um, she feels bad for her friend because she said her friend's doll could not be in the club, which is such a kid thing to do. Fucking dick, Ida. There's a little bit of depth to this one, actually. You yeah. know what? And I will say, I will say that this episode is put together a lot better. It actually is coherent. It feels like an actual sitcom structure of like, you know, there's 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 three acts to this. I feel like there is. Yeah, first one we get involved. Uh, we get introduced to the fact that Cookie, uh, or we get introduced to the club. And Cookie, Cookie ends being, up, feeling kind of sick. That's right. She's feeling kind of sick, and she leaves her doll behind at the club by accident. Yes, right. And then the next act is, um, I guess it would be it would be her going to the hospital and being right. in a children's hospital, and Ida finding out about how her friends in the hospital, and, and, she and she's all of a sudden return. worried. Yeah, and she right. needs to return her doll. And of course, she's assisted by our boy. Our boy, Noel, but we're going to call him Nick, I think. We like Nick. Nick is a good name, um, dude. We might change it later because we know he has an episode of just about him buying a suit later. That's going to be great. Um, right. But Looking forward to that one, we're, actually. We're just going to call him Nick for now because we thought he was named as Nick, and that's where it's at. So Nick and Ida decide to you know, basically follow Cookie's wishes and bring her doll to the hospital. And in doing that, they stumble upon the most ridiculous uh, setback <sighs> I could think of, in which that there's a sign that says children under the age of 12 aren't allowed to uh, basically be there in the hospital. They're, yeah, they're not allowed to, to, to visit patients. I mean... And it's like, what? It seems ridiculous to me. That being said, 
I don't fucking know the healthcare system. Maybe that is a rule. I don't know. I don't my see why a, that would be a rule. My mother is a nurse. You might I, have to I could give her a shout. Give her a shout you out. Might about have to say, episode. yo, what's the deal on this? Is this actually a thing? Also, you weren't a nurse in 1979, so you probably wouldn't know. But I'll still throw it out there. I feel like in real, like I feel like this might be something that the director made on her own as yeah. a stipulation because it's a dumb stipulation. It's fucking stupid and I think generally if like a little kid showed up at the hospital and said I want to give my friend a doll because she's sick a nurse would be like that's very sweet let me walk you to the room say hello hello and then we'll go right. call your parents and get I you will, home I will give this right that's what that's what the fucking I'll give the episode the credit though where it's like I think it just comes down to the nurse just being a bitch I do, I do agree because we later find out that she's been having a rough day that's right so I mean normally oh, this I think, day will never end normally I think you're right she'd be like that's the rule, but sure enough, yeah, yeah. You really want you're, you're being here, being a nice, sweet kid. Of course, yeah. come by. But she was on some shit that day, and she wasn't about to let anything slide by. Well, Ida tries to slip through a few different times. She makes some pretty sad fucking attempts while yeah, Nick's badass bad, yeah. just watches. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't talk ill of Nick like okay, that. Okay, well, dude. I love my boy that Nick. Dude, okay, honestly, he rocked that fupa like, and he didn't even fucking care. He was trying to stop putting his elbow like on the wall, <laughs> like basically pushing the fupa out, letting people know what he was about. And I, like, I fucking fully respect Nick for that. Dude, I re- also respect Nick. He's rocking his flub. He's got his chub on point. His flub chub, but. Yeah, his flub job. He was just watching. You know what I'm saying? Just watching. He's like, I ain't doing work. Hey, he, but he had. But in all fairness, it was Ida's gig. She but like he, she should have made the ideas moves. though. He had the ideas. He did. He did have some he strong was ideas. He was a bit of the mastermind. I'm not gonna say like she was sleuthing around trying to do a bit of like a, a bit of a sneaky skit. Honestly, it wasn't funny. Uh, but you know, it was cute enough. Yeah. Um, I can get into it. But. Nothing else happens. Let's just put it out that way. Let's be frank. Essentially, she eventually is able to give the doll to Cookie. Cookie gets the fucking doll. Her appendix is removed. All is good in the neighborhood. But, and there's two things we'll bring up. Well, two things we'll bring up. First thing being that the rule that as the president that Ida set up. Right. Was that there could be no dolls allowed in the clubhouse. 100%. Because she is just a bitch and doesn't like dolls. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> not fair. fair. Ida's the president, so she makes the rules. I, we'll go by that. Um... Moving on, though, the the nurse says that it's a rule that they can't go, you know, as kids, they can't go up to see their friend. Right. But, Daniel, what was the lesson of the day? The lesson of the day here is sometimes rules can be changed. Which I will say is not that great of a lesson. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty sad. In fact, a little misleading because I don't know if I agree with it. Sometimes rules can't be changed. Yeah. I mean, it's a double-sided thing, well, I guess. Well, I guess it's also true. Rules, sometimes rules can be changed. Sometimes rules can't be changed. But I don't, like, think this felt like a real rule. It kind of felt more like two stubborn people. Yes. And I, I, I don't think this is a proper message to be sending kids right, I think when the, people are just being stubborn. It's, there's a deeper agreed. meaning to this. Sometimes the message is these people fucking suck. They should choke a dick and die. Wow. But, I'm, I'm actually going to go no comment on that. <laughs> You're going no comment on that, go one. no comment on that one? Yes. We um, were doing so good before. God damn it. Well, my bad. Uh, maybe yours. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's so, I don't know. But like, the, uh, the lesson was that sometimes you make exceptions for your friends. You accept them right, for who they right. are. That's not, the deeper not, message Not strictly here. a rule, per se, but more so, you know, exceptions can be made for the greater good. Yes. Boom. For the greater 
So, and, but hear, hear me out. Like, in terms of what we last saw, because the last episode we talked about on the first episode of Your Ass is Degrassi, the hit uh, Canadian podcast covering the classic Canadian TV show Degrassi. Um, wow, that's a fucking double whammy. Shout well, out to Canada's 150. Yeah, actually, uh, hashtag quick. If you guys aren't hashtagging right now, are you a Canadian? I don't know. Uh, well, I don't think Twitter's can, strictly Canadian. Well, what about Canadian Twitter? They're Canadian. Is there Twitter? Twitter.ca. <laughs> I think it's the same owner. Is it, though? Actually, it probably is. <laughs> Besides the point, uh, moving... Moving on from the first episode, the very first episode of the series that we watched last episode, to this one, what did you notice? To me, it seemed like there was a lot more the dialogue, production quality was a bit better. Yeah, the production quality was better. I thought the dialogue was a little more intricate. Like, okay. I gotta give these kids props, honestly. Like, for kids giving what they're given and how In fucking 19 young. 19 fucking 81 for yeah, this like, episode. When was this? Yeah, this is a good question. Look at this one. 80. The production was probably a little bit wrong. According to, according to the wiki, it's 80. Right. And probably produced or released in 81. Gotcha. But, yeah, so, yeah, for 1980, like, fucking early on. And, like, honestly, Canadian production, good. especially in television, is always, like, 15 years behind. Yeah, 100%. Like, we, we had Canadian Idol not too long ago. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really that kind of figure out these parts. Um, Canada's Got Talent got half a season. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's... <laughs> that's fucking sad. Uh, th- let's think of it that way. So, you know, I, I think for the... The time, the time it was made and the script they were given, these kids are pulling through. They're keep, doing keep, not a bad keep job. Keep in mind, these are actually 10 and 8-year-olds. Like, That's right. It's that. all accru- accurately cast. No, well, they would be a little older now, right? Right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But for when they are being filmed or when they, the script was given to them, they were that age. Yes. Uh, so, whatever. Respect. I mean, Ida, honestly, the fact that we both can basically hate you on screen says that you're a decent actress. That is very true. So uh, I, I can't hate on her too, too much. I'll put it that way. She could just be her being herself. Well, even then, I mean... Th- that's, it works well. It works well. Do what works for you. I think one more thing I'll mention is that uh, we do get an actual title sequence and an opening 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 sequence and that, credits. That is, that is very good to note. And yes. I, and I think that is something that we will definitely be bringing up later on in the show because there's some iconic... I'm, I, I'd say iconic, iconic openings to the Degrassi series. This one is, there's no words, it's just kind of a little tune, but there's some really iconic imagery, especially of like a corner store, which is used right. in Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High and replicated in uh, Next Generation. That's iconic imagery. And we also do get a sign, like a street sign that, that says, says Degrassi. Degrassi. I think it actually says Degrassi Road on it. Yeah, we'll have right, to double right. check. Yeah. But Degrassi Street, I believe. Does Street. it say Degrassi Street? Yeah, Degrassi Street, yeah. Because for some reason I remember thinking like, oh. Well, the show's called Kids on Degrassi Street, so it'd be kind of weird if it was called Degrassi That's what I was thinking. That's why I thought it was weird. But well, we'll, we'll, I could we'll, be wrong. We'll, we'll bring that up. We'll watch the next episode. Um, but until then, I'm Dan. And I'm Kyle. We'll be right back after this breaker. And we're back, folks. We've just finished watching the next episode of Kids The Kids on Degrassi yeah, Street. Kids yeah. Street. This is episode three of the series, of course, known as Irene Moves In. <sighs> originally aired on September 1st, 1981, exactly a year after the second episode. Cookie goes to the hospital. Well, first off, we noticed that um, good old Fred has aged. Yeah, I mean... You could tell there's been time. Like, if, from even just going back, we've been time traveling a lot lately. Yeah. Like, going back to Ida Makes a Movie, 
which was in 1979. Already 1981, two years. Kids grow up. Kids age fast. You know what I mean? Facial features wise and things like that. Kids grow. True. Also language. And hey, I've got a question for you. Do you think I did today is still a huge bitch? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and definitely say yes. Yeah. That's ingrained to her. So we're... Unless she got a lot of shit for this. Like, think about it. Like, if you were a kid, like, this, 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 this thing. If you were eight years old and you were on this show for, like, two years and you were known as the bitch on the show and then you had to come back to elementary school, I don't know, man. That's a rough look, kind of. That's true. Maybe that forced her into more of a bitch role. It it could have been. It could have went both ways, I'm, actually. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to hope that she changed her ways. Right. But I can't say for certain. I'll put it that way. Let's let's hope. Um, that being said, of course, even like, extreme amounts of bitchdom have occurred with Ida in this episode. Like I don't even know where to begin. I, Irene moves in is by far the most uh, eventful episode so far. I would say very much so. It felt longer than the other ones, noticeably too. It it, it was. I think the runtime is the, is probably the same, it's, but it did yeah, feel it be, longer. It might be a little longer. I'm actually not but too I th- sure. I think it's just because so much more happens. Like we're introduced to a new character, Irene. Yes, she moves in on Degrassi Street with the rest of the gang. Of course, our good friends at this point, Cookie and Noel. Well, if you Noel, Noel, it's or is it Noel? They kind of say Noel, but his name is kind of spelt like Noel. I can't really right. say. Now. I think we should mention, okay, remember the rules of the club, okay? Yes. If you If you want to be in the club, first of all, now you're okay to bring a doll. That's fine. Yes, but we went over this. you need to have the, the letters I, C, or N in your name. And you also have to live between uh, 94 and 100 Degrassi Street. That's right. And just coincidentally, we have a new character named Nyrene who moves in to 95 Degrassi Street. And her name starts with an I. Of course. So, so she, she qualifies for the group, although immediately, for whatever reason, just because I is a bitch, essentially, she doesn't like Irene as soon as she sees her. Now, I'm going to be frank. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think we should. There's an, ep- there's an aspect of this episode that is hard to ignore. You, I mean, <clears throat> not one to get political here, to be honest. And But I, I feel like the episode has slightly forced me. Not even political. I don't know what you want to call this. Express opinion, I guess you could put it. Um, all the characters up until this point that we've seen have been white, like main character-wise. All completely white people. The one person who, of color who moves into the street is the one person who Ida hates for no reason. Right. Basic, like, honestly, I'm not just saying this, like, no reason. She's like, I just got to look at her and I don't like her. Yeah, so first of all, the minute that Ida notices that she's Asian, she, well, we don't know that for sure, but the minute Ida notices Irene, <laughs> she can tell by looking at her that she doesn't like her. And it's 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 a, honestly just a failure of the episode because not even the writing, because in all honesty, the show is just trying to spin it as like Ida's jealous of a new girl on the block, doesn't want to take her spot. Right. But it's like in the context visually of the show, it comes off very inappropriate to be honest. We couldn't help but feel right. A little awkward watching this. Let's be honest. And we okay, we are living in a pretty political correct time and place. The point, so we're honestly like we're hyper aware of this. But then again, <sighs> given the year, we're coming out of uh, you know the Vietnam War. There's and a lot so, of aspects of this that might. I mean, 
I'm going to just be honest. Like, it's not the kind of thing where I honestly think we're reading too much into it. It's just outright awkward. It feels for sure awkward. Like, it's it's the kind of thing on... where it's like, Ida is just, you know, being a fucking brat and doesn't want her friends to, doesn't want to lose her friends to a new person on the block. But the language she's using, like, I just don't like her. I just don't like her. She even says, like, her kind or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah or her, she... her type. Or It's just like. Yeah, she's not my type. It's just so. Yeah. It's. It's cringy. It's very cringy. And I would just honestly just outright say that, like, any point of view aside, it's just awkward to watch. But I gotta, now, I gotta let's, said, let's, yeah, let's jump into a positive for a second. But I, I mean, I don't know if I necessarily call it a negative. I just would say that up until this point, the show has been so just by the numbers, super safe on everything and the fact that they did something like this was a little shocking i have to admit it, it yeah it's been we very innocent up like, until what's now what's going on right now yeah it's been and i think we're probably nitpicking a little bit here I, I, but i don't know though it's just it's yeah maybe a bit but it, i would just i would be hard pressed not to bring it up we kind of just had to bring it up we had to bring it up, so we we've definitely noticed that that maybe is something that happens. But more or less, we we do find out towards the end of the episode that they are conflicting personality types. Well, and it's not even just a thing where Ida just is being a bitch because that's the frequent, you know. Uh, that's what we've known up that's until what we've known now. Up until this point, it's not even just that. It's more or less. Um, we do find out that Irene is bossy. You know, she she wants to control Cookie. They're both they're both rude. They're both bossy. They're yeah, both bossy people. And so it it is. I gotta give our girl Linda sh- props again because that's not what I expected. I just expected fucking Ida to be a bitch again. Yeah, hundred percent. But it turns out that you know they yeah, both were doing right and wrong things the whole episode. A little bit until yes. they came to terms with each other. Yeah. A little bit. And you know, it's so. First of all, it's just weird. Cookie is the nicest girl on the planet. Okay. Oh, Cookie's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. We were saying Noel's our favorite character. I'm going to change my answer right now, and I'm thinking Cookie's my new favorite character. Yeah, Noel's almost a little dopey at this point. It's like, Noel, get off your ass a little bit. Do something. I also feel like Noel is just kind of answers, just kind of does whatever Ida wants to do. Yeah. Whereas Cookie's a little bit more vocal, where she's up front, like, oh, I just want to be friends with everyone. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, Irene's my friend. Why don't you like her, Ida? That was mean. Seems perfectly fucking fair to me. Yeah, totally. So Cookie stands up for people. She's nice. She's willing to help people out. Well. She means well overall. Fucking Noel is kind of just like he's just chilling back. He's just riding the train, dude. Riding the waves. In all fairness, it's like he's not really in the episode much. If he was in a bit more, maybe he'd have more like input. True. That being said, what he is in, it's it's lackluster. But that's okay because next episode, I got a feeling we're gonna see a little bit more Noel. Yeah, we did see that episode title, but. Um, well, let's let's talk a little bit more of the specifics of the episode. This for is a this second. is this is the one I like. I'm almost just surprised how much happens in this episode. A lot actually goes on because there's even some depth to it. Because we do also find out that there has been an, an absence of Ida's father in the episodes, but I never once thought that like he just wasn't there to be honest. But it right. turns out that he doesn't live with them. Like, like, assuming yeah. that they're separated, he lives in the West Coast. I think is what yes, she yeah, said. and and it's kind of this awkward confrontation where Irene comes up and is really asking a lot of questions. She just wants to get to know people. She's very yeah. personable, you know, just to the point. And I don't think Ida likes that because she's also like that, and she's yeah. not prepared to answer back. And so when Irene asks, "So where's your dad?" She says, "Oh, he's in the West." It's kind of fucking awkward. 
it is awkward because Irene Irene goes oh yeah, as if like oh I don't know what to say. There's a pause and you can feel that tension. You could cut it with a knife. Right, and she tries to switch the subject and say because they're painting a new sign for the INC. But then again, she like, Irene is also a little bossy. She's trying to be like oh do it this way. I'm yeah. Irene. I think she's got good intentions, right? Because she's trying yeah. to say it's going to be easier, guys. Try I mean, it this you're, way. You're she's not new, saying it very nice. You're just, that's exactly. It's the tone. and like, But then again, you're a new kid. You know, you're just trying yeah. to fit in. Fair enough. I, fair enough. True. But also, she just shows up and she's trying to tell people what to do. It's a little. It's kind of like, whoa. It's a little like, She's whoa, like, do we I, got a mini eye on her hands? I What's can going appreciate on? the back and forth on that. Because you go back yeah. and forth. And then eventually, Ida and Irene have a bit of an altercation and the they're both trying to boss around cookie well, well actually only irene's are trying to boss around cookie and i just trying to like stand up for like cookie doesn't want to do that like leave cookie alone but i think i just doing it for selfish uh, reasons because true. she's like whoa you're trying to boss around the girl That's that i boss point. around yeah and it stop that and she kind of she kind of just knows like it, i will give ida credit in the fact that she thought she'd be bossy and she was right <laughs> So maybe she can she can tell someone's personality from looking at them. Dude, maybe that's I don't the know. point. I don't know, but I it think, was yeah. Maybe she was threatened. She was like, "Whoa, this chick seems like she's gonna stomp on my parade a little she bit." She like got that vibe and she rolled with it. It was a little weird, but I, I digress. And so eventually, her parents, Ida's parents, and Irene's parents decide to uh, have like a. I guess I guess they they're have to working get together, together. To work on a committee of some kind or election. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're probably volunteering for an election. It's kind of that's honestly a, strange. That's a, that's a Canadian thing. Yeah, people get well, together. Well, maybe they American canvas. Too. Maybe they're canvassing. Well, I would. I think it's like maybe it's election night and they're going to take polls. Right. Because that's okay. like a common thing that occurs here. And I don't really know how many volunteers there are like elsewhere I in guess, the world. I guess, like your local community. And I will say they are, again, trying to really like push home that idea of the Degrassi community a little bit more. We yeah. get the same opening as the last episode. So I, I guess you're right. I could see that. And um, because of this, though, I, Ida's mother tells uh, her, her her daughter, Ida, that, oh, Irene's going to be coming over and staying for the night, and Fred will watch you, too. Yeah. And immediately, Ida's like, I don't want that girl here. Yeah. I don't want her in my house ever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Ida, take it easy. So far, Chill. So far in most episodes, we're finding this theme of her mom kind of pointing her in the right direction. Right. And she kind of follows it, but she does it in her own way. But I'll bring it up only because she says this line where she says, why are you so scared of change? And I can't help but make the assumption that, you know, she's hurt from her father leaving. There's a level of abandonment issues. That's that where things get deep. And like, I got... like. I gotta say that this is a very simple episode, but they really lay everything they lay everything out there for you. I'm like, I'll be honest with you, we're not really trying to dig that fucking deep into this shit, but it's there. It is, and I kind of I'm gonna give props to this episode for that because I kind of liked that. Given the budget and the you know the the child actors and how they've slotted the roles like being accurate of their age, right? Um, and stuff like that. That's continually getting better and better. It, it's getting better and better. So far, it's, it's doing a pretty good job. Now, is it the best show ever? So far, not. absolutely not. And I will say but, that Irene is like on par with the rest of the children acting in the, like the cast. Yes. Like, she fits in very well as far as... She's not as great as Ida or Cookie, but she's on par with like Noel, I'd say. Or Noel, whatever. Right. She's up there, like Fred, maybe. She's, like, she's on like Fred's level, I think. Wow. Yeah, she okay. She's yeah. She's, she's up on Fred's she's level. She's like a little bit better than Noel. Now that I think about it, yeah, she's like on Fred's level. 
and exactly because she she does smaller things like okay so there's a sasquatch that shows up i uh, i forgot about that aspect i there's don't know if i want to talk about that too much there's but this like dog that yeah. keeps showing and like i think i called it right away i was like that's gonna be the sasquatch yeah and it, it, it was just like them being scared of a sasquatch but i guess it is worth noting because they all get scared of the Sasquatch while they're having a sleepover, and so they all decide to be brave and take a photo of the Sasquatch so they can face a fear together, and that brings them together. That brings Ida and Irene together. And they end up uh, but there's basically ex- apologizing for all the stupid shit they got mad at each other for. Yeah. Um, what I was getting at is there's an exchange of uh, the camera where Irene, like that shows kind of right. Irene is a little bit more, like she's got a little oomph, like a little, yeah, a little yeah. gusto as an actor that puts her above Noelle. And y- and you got to think, too, that, like, she's that new girl trying to stand out. You know? She yep. wants to also, like, she, she also makes a little quip at the end saying, like, oh, someone's an ex-election for the president of the club. Yes. It's kind of like... Yeah, because I, I just, like... try to take over a bit? Yeah. Oh, well, you could... They've got similar personality types, right? They're going to fucking... They're going to push each other. They're going to clash. But, I mean, hey, that happens in real life. That's a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel you. Okay, so let's get so down it's like, to. It's talking about the, you know, they've gotta, they've gotta learn to work together. They're growing right. as a kids, all that kind of I stuff. I think, I think maybe, like, what, what do you think, the lesson of the day is? Ooh, the lesson of the day is, um, don't judge a book by its cover. I agree with you, and I'm also gonna throw in like the golden rule: treat others as if you want to be treated. It's that kind of Beautiful. idea, basically. Yeah. It just basically respect everyone. So there's a give couple of different a lessons in this. I mean, like... It's a pretty jam-packed episode. We may have sounded negative at the beginning of this episode about, like, some of the awkwardness. I didn't necessarily say as a negative. I just found it to be, frankly, awkward. It was just awkward. It was something that we needed to get out of the way. But with that also included... This is the best episode so far. And I think they're they're up in the game. They're progressively getting better. And actually, originally we got, when we discussed it before, I thought they were going to get better. You thought, like, they were going to get worse. Well, I didn't necessarily think they were going to get worse. I just thought they were going to be of the same quality. I was like, these first four are all going to be shitty. Right. And then, and then after then that, it'll get, get better. better. Right. But I've been proven wrong easily because I would say the second episode was better than the first by a little bit. Not a lot, but enough. They've learned this a lot. One, this these... one is a significant jump. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. So we'll see you guys after the break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for still tuning in on this great episode of Your Asses Degrassi. We're here to talk about the fourth episode of this series, The Kids of Degrassi Street. Now, um, this one, of course, is mainlined and headlined by our boy, Noel, which we have clarified now is Noel, not Noel. And... um, this, of course, is the episode Noel or, or Noel buys a suit. Um, this aired in May of 1982, so this was a year after the last episode. Irene moves in, sorry, and it's it's the last of the four shorts that would lead into the full series Kids of Degrassi Street. We didn't make this clear earlier. The first four episodes of the show were all shorts, just made by the same people in the same production company. Uh, in and Toronto. on the same street. They're on the same street, just talking about you know kids on Degrassi Street, and the idea kind of stuck. They ended up making uh, another 22 episodes for the series, which we will be covering after this episode. But this episode, of course, is number four, and that is Noel Buys a Suit. Or and Noel. weirdly, it doesn't uh, um, focus around uh, Ida 
almost at all. It's no. It's totally focused around Noel. We don't see a lot of Ida. Matter of fact, we see more of this fucking Chuck character. And I don't fucking like Chuck. We don't like Chuck. I'm not into Chuck. Um, I just not into him. Um, Ida, though, shout out for being the only character to be in every episode so far. Respect. No sign of Cookie. Um, no sign of Irene. Um, I'm going to go no comment. And, We're uh, just hoping and praying that they come back. Yeah, I miss Cookie because so far, I, she's still my favorite character, I guess, technically. Cookie's still my favorite character, too, but... In this one, though, of course, it's it's fronted by our old boy, Noel. And Noel is kind of at a crossroads in his young life in the way that his father, you know, is going to marry a, a, a new lady. And he's a little jealous, and he's feeling a little bit of animosity towards her. But nonetheless, he is, you know, asked to go buy a suit for the wedding. And he's kind of given the opportunity to go buy a suit on his own. And as he's going to buy the suit, he stumbles across his good friends, Ida and Chuck. Oh, fucking Chuck. Fuck Chuck. That, hashtag fuck Chuck. So they help him pick out a suit. They all... To, to, this episode kind of is slightly dated because the sense of fashion is obviously totally different than yeah. it is now. It's yeah. So when they're picking out a suit, you kind of think like, oh, that seems, suit Hold on, though. seems okay. Where are they picking out a suit at? That's my question. Oh, my God. None other than Morse. Hey, honestly, if you want to be, if, if you want to look good, if you want to look suave, you want to be good, looking good for the ladies and or um, men, check out Morse. Morse is where they've, it's at. They've got more. They got more and more. Morse. I'm just curious. Do you think this is a very early example of some product placement? Do you think kids of Degrassi Street got a little kickback? Is this like the I is this the Dollar really Shave Club? I really don't fucking think so. I mean, I wish we could to tell how many viewers we had. Do, you do know, you in some think... of the TV shows, there's just stats like that. I, w- I wish I found a, any stats on. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't see any. I can't see how many people ratings. were watching. Ki- you know, kids on Degrassi Street. Well, as far as I understand, it was originally just broadcasted on the CBC. But then um, later on, I think after its complete airing, it was aired in the BBC, like in uh, England, and then also on ABC TV in Australia, according to the wiki. So okay. my guesses are honestly like maybe more so in those other areas I just mentioned. But in terms of uh, like its initial audience, it's probably just like Ontarians on. Is that the proper term? Torontonians. Ontarians? I'm not sure. I have no People, idea. People, residents of Ontario. That's, okay, that's my Let's guess. Put it that way. And then again, you got to consider residents of Ontario who in 1980 had TV and were watching, like, children nonetheless. Honestly, probably not a lot of people. I'm thinking not that much. It's still, what, the most densely populated province in Canada. That's true. That's a very good point. I mean, we have a narrow-minded idea of that. Like, anything public access in our neck of the woods, no disrespect to those shows... Don't get a lot of attention. There are six people watching out here. There's probably a thousand watching out there. Yeah, that seems pretty fair to me. If if we're, if, you know, if that's the difference. A rough estimate. Roughly. That seems pretty fair to me. So, okay. But who knows? Maybe by the episode, uh, episode five, a couple thousand were tuning in. I would, I would make the assumption that, yeah, once it starts becoming an actual series, like a serial series, then... Yeah, I'm sure people are tuning in because it was a weekly show. I'm sure people are coming that, in every Or week. they did find some funding, and in that case, maybe Morris was a sponsor of some kind. I'm just still thinking Morris had kickback, for sure, because we see it a couple times. You mean like the show got kicked back? I think back. the show got kicked back. I don't think... Yeah. They didn't pay Morris. Hell no. They don't have the budget. Have you seen the show? Fuck no, they, they wouldn't pay Morris. There was not even lighting in the hospital in the last episode, or two episodes ago. Oh, bud. <laughs> I don't. No is there any lighting, like... 
I think throughout the show, the houses are well lit. I'll give them that. The houses like look decent. Just light fixtures, though, That's not it. like fucking extra well, lighting. Uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. But anyway, so Noel goes to buy a suit at none other than the greatest suit place in all of Canada, Moore's. And uh, he finds a suit that, as you were saying, Daniel, it's kind of hard to understand. Like, I guess the joke is that the suit is a little maybe like a stra- extravagant or not. Like it's more outgoing than yeah. what he was originally planning Which on going I mean, for. It's this checkered suit or a check suit, as they say. Yeah, they, they call it checks. Um, and it's, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's a little more... I don't know, outgoing showy. or showy than like a regular black suit. You know, I don't know. Right. Uh, black and white kind of like attire. Um, but to me, it didn't really read as like too much. No, it looked, it, I don't know, it looked very normal. Like it looked like a decent suit. I mean, if anything, to the me. pants maybe are a little like. But the thing is, we don't, we don't really have any idea because he's told, yeah. make sure you pick something practical, Noel, and make sure, because Noel's going alone to get his suit. Pick something practical, Noel, because you're a responsible boy. And meanwhile, and also pick something that uh, sometimes less is more. Do you think that's or, a tie into Morse a little bit? I'm going to say less is Morse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say. That's I'm thinking Morse gave some cash to this shit. I will also say that that line is said by the soon-to-be husband of, or wife of uh, Noel's. Could be husband, too. Yeah, soon-to-be uh, spouse really tell. of uh, Noel's uh a father, Gail, who is kind of cramping Noel's style and kind of getting in his biz quite a bit. In fact, she's like, oh, well, we want to pick up wallpaper, so you have to go alone, basically, which is kind of cruel in a way. I gotta be Yeah, honest. she's being a little childish towards Noel. It's like, a little strange. And fucking that Noel things. is, what, now nine or ten max? Yeah, he, I think he, he was ten in the hospital episode, so he might be eleven now. So maybe he's eleven. Theoretically. But he's fucking cooking dinner he's unloading fucking uh uh insulation he's from his dad's truck he's, he's he's shopping for suits himself in fucking toronto and like he's like picking out paint colors and he like knows the certain like, like color coding he's like it better be uh avocado green Come yeah on, guys um it's easy shaking big chicken you just shake the chicken in the bag done deal yeah the kid has like he, he's got fucking gusto he, he knows what he's he's know he's into he knows what he's up to and he does it well and gail does nothing but really hold him back, and I kind of Gail's, I kind of sympathize with Noel on this one. I'm, yeah, I'm sympathizing with Noel too because I feel like Noel makes no aggressive moves. Matter of fact, there's a scene where he kind of stands up for her, and he's talking to Chuck, and he's going, "No, Lisa, his sister, Noel's sister." Which Lisa, shout out to Lisa because she's tight. She is tight in this, but she goes to Chuck. No, well, Chuck makes a comment to Noel and says, you better fucking leave before she kicks you out, Noel. And Chuck goes, or Noel goes, "Uh, no, she's really nice. And plus, Lisa likes her and my dad seems happy. He's fucking defending her. Honestly, fair enough response for any kid who, you know, uh, you know, only have one parent and you're looking for another person to come into your life. Yeah. He's super reasonable about it. It's very chill about it. But like, then the next thing you know, Gail's fucking jumping down his throat. She's causing a ruckus. Honestly, out of nowhere. I got to be honest with you. She's fucking jumping in and cooking supper and Noel's like, trying to cook whoa. supper. Like, that's his vibe. He, like, looks at that pot with disgust. She's yeah. cooking a meal. There's the a kitchen. fucking straight up zoom in, And, like, man. you know that, like, there's a fried head in there. Like, she He's nothing but a witch. Like, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and things are getting he- heated because he 
ends up buying this suit that I guess is extravagant. Again, we're not entirely sure. And it's tough to follow. It's hard to comment too much on that. Yeah. Um, and only because the tone of it's a little strange. and It gets stranger, but we'll get there. I get why they say it's extravagant later, but uh, yeah, anyways. It's enough. Uh, but so he brings the suit home. And, or he doesn't bring it home, actually. He leaves it there to get altered, which is kind of a weird aside, to be honest. But classic Moors. Uh, but then Gail decides that she will buy him a nice shirt to go with it. And he says that it is a neutral looking suit. But the guy doesn't really know what neutral means. Yeah, he doesn't get it. Which, honestly, again, is super fucking fair. That's why this show is pretty well well written for kids. Because that's exactly what I would fucking say. I was like, is it neutral? And I was trying to, like, cover up the fact that... Yeah, and and that's what the salesman told him. Like, you can wear it on any occasion. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm a little... Like, if you're a little bit, like... Matter of fact, that's how fucking Gail describes it. She's like, is it for anything? You can wear it with anything? Because before he goes out, he's like, oh, what's neutral? And she goes... Oh, you can wear it for anything. He's like, okay. He's like, oh, I'm just even perfect. saying, like, if you're a kid who's, like, a little embarrassed or a little, like, apprehensive to describe a whole situation and someone's like, is it like this? You're probably going to be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like that. You know, he doesn't yeah. know that what a word, what the word means. So he's like, yeah, sure, it's like that. And then when he finds out that our fucking boy, I'm not our boy, sorry, Chuck, the little bitch, he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like everybody knows uh, stripes don't go with checks. Uh, yeah, stripes don't go with checks, fucking Noel. Because Gail buys him a stripe, like a nice striped shirt. And then, honestly, after that point, things kind of spiral. Like, Noel gets really pissed off, kind of for no reason. Kind of gets, he's a little bit of a bitch too, to be honest. Yeah, Noel Just gets a wee bit. Noel, Noel gets a little bitchy. Like, he's now taking out his, his pent up anger. Uh, uh, out on her and then next thing you know she's fucking like charged. I'm only trying to help Neil or Noel why are you being like this ah she's, she's being a little whiny about it's it it's kind of like step it's back you're trying to be the stepmom bud fuck me like you're, chill are you an adult even like no yeah you're right she's very childish about it yeah she's very childish about it and then eventually it. it's like he gets to the point where he's so upset that you know when she finally sees the suit, she kind of snickers at, oh, you said this was neutral. He's like, don't fucking laugh at me. Yeah, that's I've exactly. I've a lot of shit lately. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's funny because that's exactly how Noel puts it. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Which I think is a You're the one who wants fair. neutral shit. You want everything neutral, bitch. I get what I want. I don't have to listen to you. Because he's like, I'm the man. I cook. I work. I fucking pay my dues around this bitch. And like from our perspective as the viewer, like Noel's the man of the house. The guy runs the show. Dude runs the show. And it's, and it's to me, I'm kind of like, all right, fair enough. Like, she's overstepping her boundaries. She's not taking it as easy as she should I be. I agree. I'm on Noel's side, like, 90% of the time. So when I'm she on snickers side. at him, he's inclined to basically just say, well, fuck it. I'm not coming to your wedding. Locks the door, stays in his room. The right. lock is a power move. That's a power move. That is, well. I think it's a power move. He's like, fuck move? it. I'm not. It's like, it's a, it's a bitch move a little bit. It's, but it's also like. Dude, I don't need to talk to you. Dude, a power move would be like Noel saying, oh, you but, don't like the suit? Because the suit won't be making an appearance at your wedding. And then he goes and takes the supper off the fucking stove, makes his own goddamn supper, and chills, man. He doesn't need like, to hide to in the me, bedroom. To me, that's of Noel's nature. Like, him just, like, locking that door. Wow. And like, okay, maybe I it's Noel's version of a power move. I, well, it's a kid, dude. Like, I'm, I'm looking at his perspective. It's like, he's like, I don't need none of your shit. I just need me. Lock door. I'm going to do me. Power move. That's where I'm at with it. He's like, I literally don't want to see or talk to this bitch. Lock the door. 
It's like and wow. send, you know? And send. Show to your girl Kim Zervinsky. Yeah, it's like it's like he's like, well, that's that's my that's my signature. Later. Later skater. Okay, I think I get what you're saying. But I see what you're also saying. It is a little like he's hiding from the situation, which is true because he's just doesn't want to talk to the girl. He's like later. And his dad He does get over his shit. Well his, his dad comes and levels with him enough. His dad and, is very reasonable dude. And he's not budging still, but I think his words got to him. He basically just right. explains, like, hey, consider how she's feeling, yada, yada, yada. And I believe what his dad's saying enough, but I'm still going to say that I think Gail was just taking it a little too far. I think Gail needs to fucking tone her back, dial her back a little bit. I'm starting to realize, Mind though, you, Noel does meet her. Uh, you know, Noel comes a little bit over halfway here, but... I think definitely he, halfway, over he, halfway, yeah. He makes some exceptions, and he decides to be the bigger man. But that's who Noel is. That's a power, another power move as far as I'm concerned. That's a fucking big-time like, power move. Noel basically just gets over everything. He sleeps it off. He sleeps he it sleeps off. He sleeps that shit off. He ends up wearing the checks with the, the stripes. stripes, which, according to fuck Chuck, you don't do. <laughs> yeah. But Noel's like, I'm going to do it, you know, and I don't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah, damn straight. But which is, is a little fucking slap from Noel saying, it's like, fucking, you fuck with me, I'm better than you. I'll wear that shirt, like, I don't care. Yeah, but... That's where things get a little murky with me because well, let's get into the segment here. What is the lesson of the day? I mentioned a couple of different things, and I think they all kind of vaguely touch they on the apply, subject. They all apply, but they don't quite stick. You know it doesn't. Saying? It doesn't like totally fulfill the whole episode. It's like the other lessons we had was like okay, it was very obvious, right? That was the lesson. But I would say the lesson of the day here is like, you know. Be the bigger man or right. be the bigger person. Okay. Um, I would say an, uh, another lesson could be like. Um, like, what is it like? Um, uh, because be, be the bigger man, yes, but also. Um, I think that's I guess the most ex- accept notable change, one. maybe. Like, don't be so br- brought back by change. I mean, that was kind of in the last episode, right. too. Or kind of, I guess you could say, like... But uh, he's, so, he's also very worried that she's going to... make gonna, compromises. Okay, compromising, yeah. yeah. Being able to... Uh, being able to basically agree, come to an agreement, I guess. Or being, yeah. see each other's side of the story, maybe. Something yeah, like exactly. What are your, what how your still, actions affect other people. But what is still murky to me, though, even with all we've just said, which I think I'll apply, is like... It's still Noel doing that. Like, you don't really see both sides for me to even have, like, it, like wh- it's a little we, too sudden. I think that's maybe what was what everything was going for, but it just comes across that Noel was a great fucking dude and, and, and solved his own issues, and right. basically nobody helped maybe his dad out and care, I mean, like, that's it. I gained more respect for Noel because we were talking a little bit of smack on him in the last episode, I'll that's be honest. That's true, yeah. Noel uh, was, Noel's been, you know, he's he, been... He's a, a fucking bitch. boss, actually, like a B-A-W-S. He's a boss. He, he handled shit. He, he knows got what it to done. do. And in a short period of time, he wasn't bitching out like no. Ida was for like three days over e- arena. That being said. You know said, what I'm saying? Also, that being said, Ida, she's calmed down a bit. Well, I think th- I think we're just giving her we're less attention. Gonna, yeah, the ratings true. probably dropped. They're showing too much Ida. They were like, fucking give Noel a chance. That's true. That's true. And, um, you know, it's... It's safe to say, though, in my opinion, though, that this wasn't as strong as an episode as the last one. I, I was a bigger fan. 100% agree. Irene Moves In was a bit of a game changer. A bit of a power move, actually. Power episode. It was a power episode. And I was into that one. We got something a little comfy here. 
but yeah. I think we're moving into the rest of the this the the season, yes. and now it becomes more steady. So I, exactly. I'm I'm expecting a few more things. Yes, this is going to be exciting to find out. This is kind of where things are be- going to become a little bit more situated, a bit more routine. Of an assumption, though, I can't say for certain. Um, but maybe we'll leave it there for now, and we'll see you guys next uh, next Friday with another episode of Your Acid Degrassi. If you guys are fans of the show, be sure to keep subscribed here on YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Um, we're on a bunch of other, you know, like podcast-like applications. All the social medias, all the podcast uh, apps and websites. Yeah, we'll link stuff in the bio, um, as always, show notes, stuff like that. And I will also try to find a way to watch this show. I'm starting to think, realize this now that... It might be a bit more fun for some viewers at home, listeners at home, to like be able to actually see the show. It's a little right. obscure, so I'm going to try and find a relatively legal link that I can link <laughs> in the show notes where you people can at least watch and get an idea, or even just see one episode to know what right. we're talking about. Because at least we, a we, couple teaser trailer links. Exactly. Like we, yeah, you know, you, just YouTube links of like the opening or something like that. Yeah. Because we do realize that this is a niche idea within a niche idea. Yeah. But. Fuck it. That's what we're doing. So if you're listening, we appreciate you as always. Um, I'm Kyle. I'm Dan. We'll see you next week.